0: Hi, folks. Wooden Boat Dan here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded several years ago, so some of the phone numbers, email addresses, website links, and time-sensitive information are no longer valid. Please keep that in mind as you listen. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is woodenboatdan at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Hooked on Wooden Boats, weekly podcast episode number 55. I am your host, Dan Matson, and this is the world's very first podcast, fully dedicated 110% to celebrating the art, craft, history, tradition, and romance of wooden boats of all sizes, shapes, ages, construction methods, designs, colors, varnishes, shapes, and sizes. I think I already said shapes and sizes. Welcome to the show, folks. It's good to have you here today. I'm excited for another action-packed show. Today's featured segment is two interviews that I did... Uh, at the Port Townsend Wooden Boat Festival, the first weekend of September. The first interview is with Thomas Scheinflug. Thomas, I met Thomas at the festival. He was on the schooner Pacific Grace, which was built in the late 90s. It's a replica of a a schooner, Canadian schooner. It's a really cool vessel, and uh, Thomas was actually one of the people that participated in the build of that schooner, and he's going to talk about that. The second interview is with Dave and Linda Burright Dave and Linda are from Oregon. I met them at the festival. They built a beautiful 26-foot George Calkins-designed bartender boat, which is a double-ended boat designed for rough water off the uh, coast of Washington and Oregon, or actually any coast for that matter. Really cool boat, and they talk about that build. And so stick around for those two interviews. It's going to be a lot of fun. This past week, I did work on my Sassafras canoe a little bit. I mentioned last week that I had to, because I over-sanded the epoxy on the hull, I had to apply three more coats of epoxy, which I did. And I sanded down one side of the boat. I don't know if it was port or starboard, and actually it's a symmetrical boat, so I'm not sure what you call that, but sanded one side down with 120, that went good. Went to the other side, started sanding, and my sandpaper started gumming up really bad. And the epoxy started kind of rolling off rather than sanding off in a fine, annoying white dust. So now I'm doing a little troubleshooting to see what happened. Obviously, the epoxy did not cure properly or something, and I I don't understand that. <laughs> I washed the whole boat down and put... Uh, I coated both sides at the same time with the same mix so maybe one side of the boat I didn't get super clean maybe there's a little blush on it or something so I've caused myself some more grief once again but I will work through this and be victorious in the end with a beautiful looking canoe so stick around for the update on that wooden boat tip of the week number seven this tip is to buy hull high-quality tools and to keep them in good working order. Now, this may seem like a no-brainer. However, for us budget-minded folks that tend to be a little impatient, it's easy to go out and buy tools that are maybe lower-grade knockoffs of really good products, trying to save a couple bucks, and we use the tools and maybe we don't maintain them. The problem with that is if you don't have good tools and you're not, they're not in good condition, and I'm talking about power and hand tools, it's going to be harder to build your boat, and product isn't going to be as good, and it's going to take you more time. So when you go out to buy a low-angle block plane, uh, don't buy some $5 rig at whatever your basic discount store is. At least buy a Stanley low-angle block plane, or even step it up and buy a higher quality one. There's quite a few different brands out there. Same thing goes for power tools. Junky power tools don't work well and they're going to take you a lot more time. The other thing here is to keep your tools in good working order. So for your hand tools you need to keep them sharp, whether it's a chisel, hand plane, spoke shave. Your sandpaper you need to change it frequently on your sanding block. If you do have power tools you need to keep those operating well. Right now my bandsaw is making this weird noise, and it kind of does a little jumping thing with each revolution of the blade. I need to get that fixed because it's very difficult to make a good cut with that. So buy good quality stuff. It's better to own fewer tools and better quality than to have a shop full of tools and have a bunch of junky stuff or some junky stuff. You just don't want junk, folks. Trust me. And by the way boats can be built with mainly hand tools it might take a little more time but if you're patient and you like the feel of using your hands which is pretty cool actually you can do a lot with hand tools so I would suggest you invest mainly in good hand tools to start and then kind of go from there with the power tools I would like to give a shout out to our new subscribers William Easby and David Burright Welcome to the e-news subscription list, William and David. And if you would like to subscribe, the rest of you listening to my monthly newsletter, you can do so by going to hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash subscribe. I send out a monthly letter with some resources, notes, fun stuff, links, stuff like that. It's just all in fun. All you've got to do is give me your first and last name and your email address. I'm recording this episode from my favorite sunny spot in the Northwest, (laughs) Bayview State Park in Bayview, Washington. It's another beautiful day here. It's about 65 degrees and sunny. I'm sitting here watching the seagulls and sitting about 30 feet from Puget Sound, working on my tan. It's, It's a cool place to be, I love it here. We're going to move on to the interviews now the first interview is going to be with Thomas Scheinflug of the Pacific Grace Schooner. And after that, we're going to have the interview with David and Linda Barite. So take it away, Thomas. It is September 7, 2012, at the Wooden Boat Festival, and I am sitting with Thomas Scheinflug. Is that in. is mm-hmm. that right? That it's a German great, name, so I'd, I'm not real good at German, Thomas. Sorry about that. No, that was but, good. But uh, we're sitting on a beautiful schooner called the Pacific Grace. And uh, Christine, Thomas's maid is taken off here. She doesn't want anything to do with the recording. <laughs> but Thomas is being a brave soul here. I kind of cornered him and said, let's talk about this boat. So, um, Thomas, you were one of the the guys that helped build this schooner yes there was how long is this schooner
1: how long on deck yeah on deck yeah it's it's about 107 on deck
0: 107 on deck and about 140 uh, overall wow 140 it's got a big bow spread yeah, and uh, is there a, what do you call the spread on the back? Is there a stern spread? Is that what it's called?
1: No, if if you have a um, something sticking past the stern, it's a bumpkin.
0: It's a bumpkin.
1: Yeah, like okay. on, on the Martha over there. Oh,
0: I see. Very. But cool. you
1: you don't really have that on a boat like that. You have uh, running backstays.
0: I see. So your okay.
1: your backstays stays are um, flexible. You can switch them from side to side, so your boom can move back and forth I see whichever tack on
0: okay. very cool so uh, tell me about this boat Thomas what you know about it
1: well it's a it's a replica of the Robertson 2 which is a fishing schooner uh, from the east coast that was brought around in the 70s for sail training for the society and she just got really old um and you know, there was a need for a, for a new boat, okay? So they decided to take the lines of this boat and build a new boat from, okay. from which, those lines, which is the
0: one we're on the Pacific Grace. This is right, yeah. yeah. What year was the original boat built? Do you know,
1: the original was built, um, I'm not exactly sure, but it was constructed during the war, so um. So they had to stop when the war was on, which was a very good thing for the boat because the timber had a chance to dry out. Oh, Um, interesting. So that's why she lasted that long. Normally, they they would only last for 10, 20 years. So approximately
0: what year was that, you think? Um, Or which war are we talking about? The Second World War. Second World War. Yes. Okay, so in the 40s. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then you know, by the time uh, the the war was over, fishing has changed very much too. You know. It's so
0: she was originally built for fishing off the east coast of uh, of the U.S. and Canada, or for Canada, or uh, fishing off the Grand Banks. Grand Banks, okay, yeah. which is Canada, right? Is yeah. It, or is well, if you, if you go out, if you that.
1: go out there, it's international. Oh, I see. Really. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Grand Banks fishing. Like, like the
1: the. Um, You know, further down in Maine, they would have the same boats, the same schooners. I see, and they'd go to the same area and fish. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. okay, Um, yeah. Um, And the idea of the schooner at that time was something that was seaworthy and fast, so you could get out. Yeah,
1: they they evolved over a long period of time. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what didn't work, they changed and. This one basically was like this design would have been the end of that period. Oh, really? Um, they basically had them sorted out
0: they, they I see. They really fine-tuned the design, yeah. huh?
1: Yeah, and and at the end, it was um, basically um, the fastest schooner had the best chance to make, you know, to make the best money.
0: Best money from fishing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then it turned into they didn't just want to go back home they wanted to race home so mm. so you know the, another thing started with the, with the fishing schooner races you know yeah the famous Blue Nose. oh
0: right right you know,
1: she held the record for i don't know 15 years or something really in the fastest boat
0: wow and do you know how fast a boat like that would sail on a heavy wind
1: um, this one, this one, like a length of that boat would go at least, uh, 14, 15 knots on a, on a really good, uh, like that. This really? on the perfect top, wind? Top, yeah.
0: 14, 15 knots.
1: Wow. Yeah. And, and they would like those, those people in the early days, like they would sail them hard. You sail know? hard? Yes, they, they don't make us like that anymore. They just, you know, they, they did things we could never do today. Really? You know, just no experience or, yeah, like I said, not just not, not hard enough, I guess. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> they would go out in the winter fishing, and oh they would take these dories. Yeah. And they have, they have all the sails up on the full sail. They would chuck these dories overboard with two men inside. They would fish all day. Oh and then, uh, and then the captain and uh, and the cabin's boy would sail this boat all day until it was time to pick these fishermen up again. Oh my and goodness! And this was in all weather. This was fog, oh you know, goodness. sleet and snow. So those
0: are Grand Bank stories, is what they're called. Yeah, they're bank yeah. stories, right? Yeah. Because of where they fished. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you can stack them up. You know, they yeah, would. Yeah, that is
0: cool. And, I love that. How long are those boats? Like 16 feet or something?
1: Well, a little shorter, yeah, maybe 14. 14, yeah. There, yeah. So these, are, you know, these are more purpose-built for what what we need here. Boat. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah.
0: But, but they're very seaworthy. They have a flat bottom, so you get weight in them, and they they are pretty stable with weight in them, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Once once you have a lot of fish in there, yeah, yeah you're yeah. probably good. But the, I think the biggest problem was getting don't losing the con not losing the contact with with uh, with the schooner because a, they're you know fog and they so they didn't have the, they had no radio they didn't have the cell phones you know <laughs> i'm here well, how did they keep contact just you know experience knowledge and they didn't always keep contact they yeah, didn't they always find, yeah, yeah they lost people yeah they
0: lots of people wow yeah. I'm glad I wasn't a fisherman in those days.
1: And then and then sailing home, you know, they would sail so hard, you know, they they snapped masts like that. Really? Yeah. You know, it's wow, they must have lost some people out there. They lost a lot of people out there, yeah. Really? I know if you ever went to Nova Scotia Lunenburg there's huge memorials and all, oh. the, all the names are printed there, you know, how many
0: people they lost and really it's it's impressive to see all Wow Yeah you know. Wow, very cool. So what part of this vessel did you work on, Thomas?
1: Um everything really from um, really? I, I joined them, they had the frames up and they just started planking. And I joined them then. <laughs> then and uh, yeah, it just kept going until she was in the water. What's
0: this boat planked with?
1: Uh, um, Douglas fir. Oh, it is Doug fir. Yeah, yeah, three inch thick. Three
0: inch. Oh my yeah. goodness.
1: And the frames? Uh, this it's basically all Douglas fir. The frames are fur too. Yeah, uh-huh. they're double sawn, eight by eight. And, um, so they're sawn, not steamed in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're sawn and doubled up. Wherever you have a joint, you have, a, you have the
0: oh, double see. up piece yeah. over
1: it. And uh, there's a fair amount of yellow cedar in here. Deck beams are yellow cedar. And then there's some, you know, purple hard cap rails. Oh, wow. Just for, you know, because it gets really, this is all purple hard. Because it gets really heavy use and that's just a really tough wood. It Stands up to the.
0: So does purple heart bleach out over time? It does. When you yeah. start
1: off, it is purple. It yeah, is, right. Like this uh, very bench very we're sitting on
0: is very purple. Yeah, that's, this is that's a lighter a different, color,
1: different finish on it. Yeah. that might
0: protect it. Interesting. You I just put some uh, some purple heart deck trim on my canoe that I'm building. Oh, yeah. So it looks okay. beautiful right now. It Hopefully, is. it'll stay that way. It's pretty. Yeah, tough.
1: It, it's it's hard to to keep the color. Yeah, in um, its Is original it? form. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So, uh, how long did it take to build this schooner?
1: Uh, it was about five, six years. Really? You know, it all depended on on the money.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and we had at some point there were very few people working, and then towards the end we had about you know five paid shipwrights.
0: Wow. Going wow. so. And so, who owns this boat?
1: It's owned by by SALT, the uh, Sail and Life Training Society.
0: Sail and Life Training Society. Yeah.
1: Which is based out of where? Out of Victoria. Victoria, really? Yeah, and they they have another boat, the Pacific Swift. Um, And there's also... they're going to be building another boat in the near future. Wow! Which is going to be slightly bigger than
0: this one. So, do you mind me asking what it cost to build this? Uh, you know? This
1: this one was roughly two million, which is very very little for yeah. a boat like that. But yeah. that's that's all because a, a lot of material was donated, a lot a lot of um, volunteer work. Um, you know that makes a huge difference
0: yeah right right so the boat was finished in 99 is that what you told me uh it was launched in 99 that oh, was another yeah. two
1: years of finishing
0: oh in the water yeah so some of yeah. that works then in the water
1: yeah because the rig wasn't built by then oh, it, I that see. was
0: basically the hull with you know decked
1: over wow and you know interior and oh that's just endless so i think 2001 was the first first okay um mm-hmm
0: season so have you sailed on or some or quite a bit or
1: no not a lot yeah. um you know we just got so busy with other stuff our our life and yeah you know whenever you have a chance but
0: yeah right not See, enough <laughs> you told me earlier you've got a boat that kit africa built a 21 foot schooner yes yeah that you're refurbishing tell me a little bit about that one
1: Well, he apparently, I I know only stories, and everybody has one. It's quite a famous little boat. But apparently he built it in the 70s in Sausalito. And he, it's a a tiny boat, and he planned to sail it up here, actually, um, which is...
0: From Sausalito, California, to Port Townsend.
1: Yeah, which is a bit crazy because if you if you look at the boat, it's very very little freeboard. Yeah, it's, it's maybe you know eight inches on the. Oh side. really? It's like a little race car, and wow. apparently he spent two hours underwater out outside the gate, and you know just came back in and trucked it up here.
0: Oh that's, really? So
1: that's one of the stories I, I heard, <laughs> which is just fantastic. Just even trying it, I think. it's Yeah. Fantastic. And he named it after his two daughters, I think. She's called Dana Aaron. Called what? Dana Aaron. Dana Aaron. Yeah, his Uh two daughters. Wow. And it's a really beautiful boat, and I'm hoping I can make contact with him here. Yeah. To um, tell him that she's still out there.
0: Yeah, so she needs some refurbishing.
1: Yeah, yeah, she... um, Because he, at the time, Anna stood, you know, very did it with nothing. So all the... All the hardware has rotted away, oh. and you know some of the wood was affected, but still very, 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 very well built. So,
0: carvel know. planked boat, also yes, yeah. Mm. Is and she a double end? In-? Not a double ender. In-. Schooners no, are typically no. Not, it's right?
1: uh, the lines of uh, Kingston lobster boat okay. from the turn of the century, late 1800s. Oh, really. Very beautiful, beautiful little shape. Yeah. Wow! Beautiful transom.
0: Cool.
2: Was this boat being built?
1: No, that's the other boat they they own, the hey, Pacific Swift.
0: Was there, there was a boat being made there.
1: Yeah, that's the Pacific uh, Swift. Was it? Yeah.
0: So, and then you've got another boat, Thomas, a fifty-foot schooner.
1: Yeah, a fifty-foot schooner, which was given to us about two years ago. Um, and she's a very young boat. She's hardly twenty years old, but needed a total refit. Really? Completely, like fifty no. percent of the deck I had to take. She off. wasn't
0: taken care of then. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. A combination of things: not built to, you know, long-lasting standards, and yeah, and yeah, um, yeah, not taken care of. She yeah. was, you know,
0: rubbing on a dock when, when we oh. got. Her. And it's a Howard uh, Chappelle design, is that what you're Yeah, you said? it's a Howard Yeah, ch-
1: yeah. and and basically um, basically similar to a very similar to a fishing schooner like this, but just, you know, half size. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if somebody wanted to find out more about this boat Pacific Grace is uh, is there a website you know for Yeah there is
1: the yeah yeah there's
0: Do You know what the address is Bunny Chance? Or? Uh,
1: I don't know. If you know, don't I'll look it up. There's lots of brochures Okay. Uh, it's I'll look all, that
0: up and put it up on the podcast on yeah. the website so
1: Yeah there's lots of information and videos and of cool. their offshore trips and
0: beautiful boat Thomas. Yeah. Well thanks is. for your time today any uh, any comments you'd like to add for our listeners? Um, Any encouragement about wooden boat building or anything like that? Oh yeah, just
1: just um, you know keep it alive. Yeah, because it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's just nothing like it. Um, creating a boat with your own hands, which you can take anywhere you want to go.
0: Yeah, that's right. Anywhere you know, in the world. Um,
1: it doesn't have to be fancy. hmm Just functional and strong and right. off you go.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. Thanks, Thomas. Oh, good. <laughs> take care. Okay, we're going to move into our second interview with David and Linda Burride of Oregon, who have the 26-foot Calkins Bartender Boat. Take it away, Dave and Linda. Okay, it is September 9, 2012. I'm at the Wooden Boat Festival in Port Townsend. With Dave and Linda Burright. Did I pronounce that right? Burright. Burright. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. Well, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're sitting on a gorgeous 26 uh, foot bartender boat that I believe was designed originally by George Calkins. That's correct. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Dave, let me ask you this uh, When did you first get interested in wooden boats and why?
2: Oh, I've been into woodworking for a lot of years, and uh, I just always enjoyed building things that you can really use. I didn't like to, you know. I, certainly, I've done uh, uh, picture frames and all, you know, that you put on the wall. But I yeah. like things that you can really get out and do something with. And so, didn't, uh, boats are just right up that that alley. And uh, I built f- my first boat a few years ago, a 19-foot uh, outboard. Oh, yeah and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, what kind of boat was that? That was a Tracy O'Brien design. Tracy uh, uh, lives here in Washington and uh, it was a, called a 19 foot dead rise. Hmm. So, and I used it for fishing and, and just playing. It's kind
0: of like a skiff, open boat, or uh, cabin
2: on it? No cabin, just okay. a, a, a open bow, windshield, and a rag top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, so
0: that was your first boat. Did you help him build that one, Linda? Nope.
3: (laughs) He would come home from work, and that was his therapy. So some nights you just need to go out and cut something. And so it's like,
0: you just go right on out to the garage.
2: (laughs) I can relate to that.
0: So how long ago was that? You built that
2: boat? Uh, I finished that one in uh, 2001. 2001. So that was your first real boat build, huh? Yes. Okay.
0: But you've been a woodworker for quite a while, it sounds like. Yes,
2: for many years. Yeah. Just, just as, yeah, as a hobby. As a hobby
0: or as a profession?
2: Oh, no. Just strictly a hobby. a
0: hobby. Okay. So that was your first boat.
2: And then, uh, do you still have that boat? Yeah. No, I sold it healthy for this one.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Was that a little outboard on it? Yeah, the uh, Yamaha 115 jet on it. Okay. All right. Did you go out on that boat too, Linda? Oh, yes. Really? We spent
3: many happy vacations at Detroit Lake pulling the kids behind it. Oh, really? They liked to tube, um, kneeboard, and that kind of thing. And it was great for that.
0: Detroit Lake is in Central Oregon? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. On the east side or? West side. West side. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've heard of it. So you guys are from Albany, you said earlier. Uh Uh-huh. So then, how did you
2: decide to sell that boat and do something else? Well, I, I didn't sell that one until I was well into the construction of this one. And okay. I, I first saw these boats uh, in the issue of the Wooden Boat Magazine, and that was in late 2001 also, I believe. They, they were a featured uh, boat, and the front cover of the magazine was a 26-footer called the Aquila, which was built here in Port Townsend by mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Shipwrights Co-op okay i believe and i was just struck by the the beautiful lines of the boat and the how salty it looked and uh, just so much about it intrigued me and uh, I, I just couldn't get it out of my mind kept thinking about it thinking about it and it was still a couple years later before we decided to take the leap and mm-hmm. and build it and so uh, we drove up in it one January in a snowstorm, actually, to uh, George Calkins and his wife Wilma's house near here on Maristone Island. Okay. And bought a set of plans from them. Really? Yes. Were you there too, Linda? Oh yes. Really? And what year was that? Um, two thousand three, I think. Two thousand somewhere along.
0: And George somewhere was getting there. up in years, then. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah.
3: um, but Wilma took Dave down, down th- and showed him one of the boats because George wasn't able to make it down to the boat dock to show the boat. So. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Finally saw a bartender though I think it was a 19 it wasn't what he had in mind.
0: Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you bought the plans that day. Yes. How did you is, how many models of the bartender are there?
2: Well, there's several. I know there's uh, 19, the 22, uh, the 26, the 29 and then there're different and there's also a brand new model called the Timber Coast which is uh, made to be a displacement Okay. I believe, and it. it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and then there's variations in between because people okay. will, you can, for instance, stretch the hull one frame, and ah, a lot of people have done that. Okay. So. Okay. So you picked the 26 foot. Uh, what version is this called? This is called the cruising hull. Okay. Uh, the, the original 26 is called the sport model. It has an eight foot beam. This has an eight and a half, and it's just a little deeper than that. Okay. Okay.
0: And is this a, a displacement or a, a planing hole or what is it
2: uh, it's uh, a planing hole but it works very well at displacement speeds too really okay
0: so what uh, at what speed does this plane oh gosh Roughly.
2: Um, I, uh, what would it what would I say um, I suppose around uh, 14 18 somewhere in there okay it pops yeah. up uh-huh. Um but I've got a uh, Crusader 5.7 liter engine in it, which is a Chevy small block, which is a, the old 350. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has plenty of power, so it'll just jump right up and scream if I want to spend the fuel. Yeah. yeah. Or I can bring it back to 1600 RPM and, and go along at eight or nine and just sightsee. So.
0: Okay. Oh, it's a gas engine, a V8 gas engine? Yes. Yeah, okay. So so that was in 2003 about the plans. Mm -hmm. So when did you actually start building it, Dave? Well, I had to build a shop first. Oh really? <laughs> there a was a very problem. long
3: plan here. He had that picture of the Aquila as his computer screensaver at work for really? the last few years before he could start Funny. building it. So you had to
0: go
2: yeah. build the shop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The first boat I built in an open RV garage. I'm out there in the winter, all bundled up in the you know yeah. the cold and wow. I said no, I can't do that again with this boat. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I built the shop and then started really working on it. I think in 2005. So that's when you finished the shop. Yes. Yeah, okay, what
0: size was your shot? Just curious. Uh, 20 by 44. 20? That's a good size shot.
2: Yeah, it's okay. I love it.
0: <laughs> so you started the boat in 2005. Mm hmm. So this was your second boat build. So what type of construction is this boat?
2: I guess you'd call it more of a traditional. Uh, you know, it's lofted uh, and then uh, built up on the frames, the okay. hull built upside down, frames placed, and then the hull the planked, and then once the outside of it's done, you flip it over and finish it out. Okay. And the, the hole is basically uh, marine
0: plywood, is it? Yes, it is. Akumi marine plywood? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, well, how how, uh, how thick is it? Half inch? or?
2: The bottom is five-eighths, and the top sides are three-eighths, and then it's the, all the outside is glass. All well. the outside has glass cloth on it. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then well, what are the frame materials made of? Kaya, uh,
2: or... or African mahogany also. Oh
0: really, the frames are. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh.
2: Very cool. Then there's some white oak where it's appropriate in the bow stem and stern post and some of the chines.
0: Okay. So the super hard stuff. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Uh so you started two thousand five and when
2: did you finish it? Really this spring. 2012? Um, yes. Okay. We brought it to the boat show here in Port Townsend last year as a work in progress. We, oh you did? We thought when we signed up that I would have it done yeah. and that didn't happen. <laughs> oh Best really?
3: plans, Yeah, it didn't have a top, the cabin wasn't finished, oh, didn't have the rails. So okay. We brought it back this year to show people it really did get finished. Yeah, cool.
0: <laughs> did you help build this one Linda?
3: Very little. I really? mean, I would sit in the house and read my book and so, and he would call me on the cell phone from the shop and say, you know, can you come out and hold this or mix some epoxy while I'm doing this? But no, this is pretty much a one-man job, though we had yeah. some wonderful friends and family and neighbors who stepped in for the heavy lifting and
2: yeah. Yeah. a lot of the work. So there's times when, you know, I'm putting a fitting through the hole, I can't be in the outside of the hole and the inside at the same yeah, time. right. You need that extra boat. person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So you build her upside down on a strong back, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, similar? our building frame. Building yes. frame. Uh-huh. Uh, so then how did you roll her over once you got the hole done?
2: We had a, uh, a rolling party. And, nice. And uh, called the, you know, on our neighbors and family and people that had been kind of interested in it up to that point. And yeah. we had, I think we had 26 people. Lifting. Lifting and rolling, and,
3: and 18 supervisors taking pictures and commenting oh my along yeah. the way. Goodness.
2: Yeah, I didn't know how many people it would take, and as it turns out, that was way more than needed. But it was fun. It was kind of a celebration and a party. And they uh, they helped me carry it out of the shop, put it out in the back lawn, oh. and rolled it over on the grass. On the grass, yeah. and then uh, I had already purchased a trailer for it. Yeah, and they slid it up onto the trailer and. Then we had pizza.
0: (laughs) Nice. I wish I would have been there. I'd never been to a rolling
2: party. It was fun. Wow. Mm -hmm. How much did that weigh, you think, the hole at that time? Oh, I don't have any idea. All I know is 26 uh, guys had no trouble to really.
3: A lot of people have uh, said they can do it with five or less.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you get (laughs) pictures of all that? Oh, Oh, yes. yes. (laughs) Oh, nice, nice. And you've got a website, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, So you basically finished her this year, so have you been using her this year then? Yes. Tell Um, me what you've done with her.
2: Oh, I've been out uh, across the bar in Newport, Oregon uh, a few times, bottom fishing. Um, And uh, been up kokanee fishing at one of the reservoirs. Uh, And then Linda and I just, well a couple of weeks ago, completed a cruise on the Columbia where we launched in Richland, Washington, Tri-Cities area. And 369 miles later, we took out at Ilwaco. Really? Yeah, that must have been fun.
0: How many, How many locks did you have to go through? Four. Four locks. Four locks. And they
3: yeah. were an experience. We had never done that before. Really? So, and How'd each that go, one was Linda? a little bit different. It was a very stressful thing. Was it? Because this boat is very beautiful. He worked very long and hard yeah. on it, and it's like don't let it touch the walls.
0: And <laughs> we still did a timer.
2: Yeah. Through. We put he, a couple scars. We had to in do a little
3: touch-up paint before we could bring it to the show to uh, hide some of the boo-boos. But yeah.
0: Uh, So you've got a berth down in the front, and you slept down there on the way? Not all
3: the time. I planned the route, and I planned it so that we were near uh, hotels within walking distance for about half the time. Mm -hmm. And restaurants and amenities were important to me. A Um, modern
0: cruising trip. Yes.
3: (laughs) Planned by the wife, it's going to include... Less cooking and yeah. less yeah. sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but it does sleep well. I was yeah. surprised at how well we could sleep on it. Yeah. Here,
2: I thought she was really getting into this cruising thing, and then I realized what she was really is <laughs> a I hotel every night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to the mall on the way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we slept on the boat uh, six, of the the night. six of the nights.
0: Six of the nights. How many days did it take, or nights? Or?
2: Well, ten, but we spent two nights in Hood River and a couple of nights in Portland that we didn't have to spend the extra night, but just yeah. wanted to. Wow, what
0: a fun. Trip.
2: So, was was it? Was uh,
0: that's kind of a historic voyage, isn't it? I mean, there's a lot of history along the way. There is. There's Uh, a lot with the dams and everything. Mm -hmm.
3: The rock formations were beautiful. You know, we had quite a bit of wind and rough water f- through parts of it, Did so you we really? didn't see as many sights as we'd have liked to because the water yeah. was splatting over the top of the windshield and the top
0: of the boat. Really, so how does she handle in rougher water?
2: Very nice. Really? Yeah, that's what this boat is really so widely known for, is its seakeeping ability and ability to take rough water. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, here we are on a river, on a reservoir, really, but as folks that are from the area know that the gorge is known for its wind and so we had a few places where we had uh, four foot wind waves coming at us that were uh, much closer than the length of the boat apart. You know. Really? And so it was a little bit of a yeehaw ride. Yeah you a little tr- spray going. Yeah I kept the speed down and adjusted so we could we weren't Overdoing it yeah. and keeping it comfortable. But we we were dry and comfortable inside there on, on the helm, you know, in the cockpit. And mm-hmm. it was very pleasant.
0: So she's double ended, so that adds to the seaworthiness if you have following seas, I guess. Yes, that's uh-huh. right. I don't, and don't got,
2: worry about taking a wave over the transom.
0: Yeah, right. And you've got really high combings around yes. the boat for the interior to keep that dry. Yes. Linda gave
2: me the Dickens during uh, <laughs> our design about that, because they were too oh. high and you know. Oh, I didn't want really to have to step
3: over the high rails. Oh. I had to admit on our trip, I was very happy to have the handrails yeah. to hold on to in the rough water.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you've got a couple That's little steps here to get over the rails on, outside the boat. Mm-hmm. Yes,
3: very but, necessary. Uh,
0: very safe for kids too if you've ever had young kids
2: on here. Okay. Well, that was <laughs> another big part of my thinking. I, Grandpa wants to be able to take grandkids on Yeah, this Sunday, right. So I, I don't want to have to worry about them.
0: Yeah, very cool. Well, this is an absolutely gorgeous boat. I'm going to have to take a tour and a couple of pictures here shortly. But uh, so you've got this really romantic Hawaiian name for this boat. <laughs> how, do, how do you say that?
2: Kala, Lua? Well, it, technically it's Kala Lua Kala Lua. Okay. We're told it's really pronounced. It's easier to say Kala Lua and that's yeah. what we do. But yeah. the the story is, ever since we've been married, any RV or boat we've owned, we've always called the Money Pit.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
2: they all are. Yeah. And uh, But when we were getting ready to name this boat, we just couldn't bring ourselves to call this boat the Money Pit. Yeah. And we were searching around, Linda was on the internet one night looking at a language translator and and we love the islands. We like going to Maui and she says, hey, she says in Hawaiian money pit is Kalalua. And we said that sounds so nice. So (laughs) that's what she's called and very well at least until it People listen to this. And very few people know that. <laughs> so.
0: I love it. That is so cool. Yeah, we had uh, few
3: people come by at the show and and they laugh and they say, "Best name ever for a boat."
0: The people Hawaii, yeah, yeah, Because the uh, yeah, I walked up, that really, this is cool. Hawaiian name for this boat. It must be something really romantic or <laughs> something truthful. about the islands. And that, I love that name. That is really
2: cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: So do you keep her on a trailer, Dave? Or you... Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tra-
2: trailer's very nice and yeah. uh, store it uh, 99% of the time <laughs> and inside. So
0: wow. So you're, you're, you've
2: got a beautiful finish on this
0: boat. Did you spray the hole and stuff? Oh, or you... no. It's all... Is it all brushed? All brushed or rolled, or or rolled or... and
2: tipped. And wow. It, do you use uh, a single part or two-part paint? Oh, It's all single part. And, and don't look close at the paint. I've got some things oh, that I fabulous. need to fix. But... <laughs> Do you use Interlux
0: Brightside or
2: something similar? No, uh, there's uh, very little, if any, true uh, typical marine boat paint on it. It's really? What would you use? Well, the, the very bottom paint is a Sherwin-Williams uh, two-part epoxy paint. Okay. And it, I love that. It's just hard as a nails and bulletproof. And then I used a, uh, uh, one of the mistakes, a water-based paint. Uh, paint sold as a marine paint on the top side and the problem is that those paints we the technology is not there yet for the water base yeah they don't the brush strokes don't flow together at all and it's soft and so i will probably replace that at some point okay right now when i'm learning how to drive the inboard and so forth. I don't mind it so much if I happen to put a little scratch in it. Cause yeah, I, right. Later on I will, but but not now. So what's the top side of the hole painted with? The It's a, it's also a Sherwin-Williams product, but it's...
0: An epoxy-based product?
2: No, no, no. It's, oh, uh, it's, it's Is a, it water-based? Yeah, water-based. It's base. a latex paint. Yeah.
3: Fortune
2: enamel? Is that where you use that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and some of the rest... Then I switched to a enamel, and then it's a an oil base. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it worked much better.
0: Very interesting. Because I'm building a canoe right now. I'm going to paint the hole. And I thought about using a latex paint. But I just like, you know what? I just can't quite come to do it. Because I don't want to have to redo the paint sooner than I need to. <laughs> as much as I've heard people do it and have fair results. It's just like the nasty stuff just lasts longer,
2: it seems like. It does. Now, there's... there's there are some good things to the latex because of the nature of it. You can touch it up very easy and and virtually invisibly. But you use some of the more expensive mm. enamel boat paints, and then sometimes they can be a little harder to touch up that dock rash if you happen to get it. So yeah, this stuff's a breeze. Yeah, very cool.
0: So uh,
2: so this was about. You
0: started this in 2005, you finished it completely in 2012, seven year process.
2: Yeah, about six and a half. Six and a half, together. okay.
0: We don't want to overstate it. Maybe it's like <laughs> 6.4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any tips for somebody that's going to build a substantial boat like this? A couple things, uh, advice, and you too, Linda, anything you would want <laughs> to add here?
2: I think a big part of it is on a large project. Uh, It'd be, it's like the old story of how to eat an elephant it's one bite at a time okay. and uh, if I would have dwelled too much on how much there was left to do uh, I think it would be easy to get discouraged mm-hmm. but you just a little bit every day yeah. uh, you know some days I might not go out to the shop for very long, it might have been 30 minutes or whatever, but I tried to accomplish something every single day and it all adds up. But yeah, for long it will get done.
0: I, I just heard that basic same advice from a guy that I uh, interviewed. That's building or rebuilding, restoring a 1937 uh, bridge deck boat that was designed by Ed Mc. Senior. Huh? He thought it was going to take three years, and he's in his ninth year now. He and his wife, but he said that exact: do something every time you go to the boat, even if it takes a few minutes focus on what you're working on today and don't think about how big the project is so how about you Linda? any advice for uh, people building or supporting builders
3: come from a big family a nice neighborhood yeah (laughs) so because at some point you need to help and so it's really nice to have other people to call on and we've had a lot of great helpers along the way
0: (laughs) okay and so if somebody's interested in building a bartender how would they get more information
2: about that uh the uh Business, the bartender business has a nice website i think it's uh, bartenderboats.com okay uh the owners bill childs and they're out of uh, bellingham if i'm not mistaken okay. But you can go to the website and uh, bill has uh, all the information there
0: bartenderboats.com yeah and the original designer george passed away like 3 4 years ago
2: yes uh, yeah. something like that yeah, he's just I a think delightful genius yes
0: yeah very yeah. cool guy so Well, great. I really appreciate you guys uh, just kind of jumped on your boat and said, let's do an interview. (laughs) And uh, you let me do it, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Any parting comments, anything you'd like to add for the listeners today?
2: Bill? Oh, Dave, I'm sorry. (laughs) uh, If they don't know about the Wooden Boat Festival, it's a lovely experience. Yeah.
3: We came as spectators for probably seven or eight years before he started building. Oh, really? Oh, yes. We would walk through all the boats, and he would say, this is what I like about that one, that's what I like about that one, and even once he started his build, we were coming up and then it was like, well, now, why did you choose that particular coating for the deck or, you know, looking at the interiors, and so Mm -hmm. it's very helpful to come to the show and see
0: it. Yeah, and this shows the weekend after Labor Day every year, if I'm not mistaken, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh Have you guys gone to any of the other festivals, wooden boat shows? Oh,
2: none of the big ones. In Oregon, there's one in Depot Bay we've been at a couple of times, and uh, there's a little one in Toledo, and this is by far... Uh, this the is biggest. one of the biggest ones the in the U.S., country. I think. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So, well, thanks
0: for your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to put a link on the website to your website. But unless you want, why don't you go ahead and give it, and then I'll put it on the website also, if you've got it handy. Yeah,
2: it's actually just a, uh, a Flickr account, which okay. is uh, posting photographs. But I've got... Uh, I don't know, there's over 300 photographs. It, it'll document the build from the beginning to the end. Nice, nice. And it's been a pleasant surprise here at the show. We've had quite a number of people come <laughs> up to us and say that they've been following the build. And I said, really, how? And they said, well, they were on the Internet and stumbled across it. So Really? Cool. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think that the easiest way for people to find it is just go to Flickr, f it is an f l i c k r dot com, and you can just query bartender, and they should be able to find it. Or uh, another way is www.tinyurl.com dot dot com forward slash two u is in Union eight x ray f fox q queen and that should get you to it. it.
0: Sounds like you're on a two-way radio there in, the, in a helicopter or something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll post that on the website. So thanks again for your time today. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Okay. Thanks, Thomas, for taking the time for the interview, and Dave and Linda also. The Pacific Gray Schooner is unbelievable, and the boat that Dave and Linda built is phenomenal, too. So thanks very much for your time. I appreciate it wasn't for interviews like those folks there, I don't know what i do every week. Next week is an interview with Steve Stone and Eric Blake of Off Center Harbor, which is back in Maine. And I believe it's in Brooklyn, Maine. And these guys are going to talk about their wooden boat adventures, what they're up to, and talk a little bit about what Off Center Harbor is up to. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so by email sending me an email at dan at hookedonwoodenboats.com. You can subscribe to my e-news list, hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash subscribe. You can leave comments on my blog. Go to my website, and I write show notes for each episode. And you can leave comments there if you'd like. You can connect with me on Facebook if you look for Wooden Boat Dan. Please send pictures and stories if you'd like. I also have a voicemail feedback hotline, 424-261-2360. If you'd like to support the show uh, and you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and give me a five-star review there. You can also, if you make purchases at Amazon, if you go through my website, I get paid a small commission. The way you would do that is go to the resources page on my website, click on an Amazon item, and then make a purchase you can also on my home page click on the Jamestown distributors banner and that'll take you to their website where they sell boat building and marine supplies they have great deals I've personally used them and that would be be another way to support me and then I have a store on my website one of the pages at the top menu and there you can buy hooked on wooden boats gear such as hats t-shirts flip-flops with the logo on it. its pretty fun stuff So the bottom line of the show is to have fun with wooden boats. One of the ways to have fun is to get out and build one yourself. If you haven't done it, it's time to stop procrastinating and get going. As I mentioned in last week's wooden boat tip of the week, it's good to start small. It'll take you less time, and it'll be a fun project. And when you get all done, you go, wow, I built that. It's fun stuff, so get with it. If you have questions about how to get started, shoot me an email or call my voicemail feedback line. I would be glad to give you some encouragement and possibly some tips. Well, keep the bright side up and the barnacled side down. Have a great week. Wooden Boat Dan, over and out until episode 56. Take care.